You are listening to the Unspeakable Protocol Podcast. Thank you for listening today. To reach us, visit our website at www.theunspeakableprotocol.com or on our social media pages under The Unspeakable Protocol. Now join us where we find the courage to speak the unspeakable and transform it into a positive reality of our existence. Find the courage to speak the unspeakable and transform it into a positive reality of your existence. Hi, I'm Chip Wharton, and this is Ruth Brown with the Unspeakable Protocol. I'm Ruth, and I have my master's in counseling. I am a PhD candidate in psychology, trauma, and disaster recovery specialty. I have about 11 years in EMS and fire service. I was emergency telecommunications specialist, supervisor with an emergency flight service, trauma therapy and coaching specialty. That's what I do. And my dissertation topic is the role of spirituality in trauma recovery. Uh, do work with trauma recovery programs such as Reboot Recovery. I'm a therapeutic art facilitator, animal assisted therapy handler, and co host of this, the Unspeakable Protocol podcast. So, I deal with trauma. And I'm Chip Horton. I have 20 years uh, experience in emergency management. Um, that spans local government, um, healthcare, public health. I have an emergency management degree from the University of North Texas. I have a master's of business administration from West Texas A&M University. I am a, currently a grad student in the Master of Counseling program at West Texas A&M University. I'm co-host of the Unspeakable Protocol podcast here. I also have four years experience in the US Coast Guard as a telecommunications specialist. And I have four years uh, as a 911 operator, uh, dispatcher and telecommunicator. So why the Unspeakable Protocol? Well, Chip, let's look uh, first at defining kind of the different parts of it. So unspeakable. That's defined as not able to be expressed into words, too bad or horrific to express into words. And some similar words to that would be dreadful, awful, appalling, just negative things. That's right. And and I think if we define protocols, um, they are a system of rules that explain correct conduct and procedures to be followed in a situation. So then there's protocols versus standards. And we oftentimes set standards and guidelines by which we operate. Um, And those are fine as long as everything happens to fall within those. When it doesn't, we need to have a protocol or a process that we handle it by. That's right. Things don't always go as we'd like them to. So creating a protocol or operating procedure allows us to learn to practice implement the correct conduct regarding that trauma experience. And I want to share a quote and it's memories of traumatic experiences may not primarily retrieved, uh, may not be primarily retrieved as narratives. Research has suggested that PTSD traumatized people's difficulties with putting memories into words are reflected in actual changes in brain activity. That is from the trauma and cognitive science. So we scientifically actually have changes in our brain activity that don't allow us to put difficult memories and processing into words. 
That's a fantastic quote. And it, it really um, speaks to um, the fact that it really doesn't matter what trauma affected us. And as we talk with first responders and veterans, um, survivors, survivors of violence um, and childhood trauma, um, though they're all uh, pieces of that that we'll talk to. Absolutely. Another quote that I'm reminded of, it's author Joseph Conrad. He said, and for a moment, it seemed to me as if I were buried in a vast grave full of unspeakable secrets. And if that doesn't sum out that overwhelming feeling that someone might have with those trauma experiences, um, I, I don't know what does, but these feelings and experiences, they need to be expressed in words. And when we're able to verbalize the trauma, we begin to take over the control of that situation through the power of our words and our voices. That's so important. Absolutely, Ruth. And and really, that speaks to what our purpose is, which is to work together through a network of peers in a variety of situations that lend to traumatic incidents. All right. And that's how we're going to be able to help each other. And part of our mission, find the courage to speak the unspeakable and transform it into a positive part of our lives. Absolutely, Ruth. We want to thank you for joining us. If you'd like to be a part of the foundation of this movement, check out more at www.theunspeakableprotocol.com and check out speak uh, check out the Speak the Unspeakable t-shirt uh, that is yours for a $25 supporting gift. And until next week, find your courage and speak the unspeakable. You've been listening to the Unspeakable Protocol Podcast. This podcast is found on all popular podcast platforms. We post new episodes most every Thursday. You can find out more and how to support our podcast at www.theunspeakableprotocol.com. If you need to talk to someone, you can call the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline by dialing 988 on your phone 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Music from this podcast is credited to Scott Holmes Music via the Free Music Archive. And until next time, we encourage you to speak the unspeakable.